How fun is this? <laughs> uh, welcome to Gross Anatomy. And I'm Dr. Jason Cohen. Again, we're here at Gross Anatomy with, as always... As always, Jacqueline and Lauren. And today, we have something very special. We have, um, we have my wife, Woo! who is not only uh, super intelligent... And funny and smart um, and gorgeous, but she is also, my wife Bernice is also a nurse who does cosmetic injections, cosmetic injections. She's a nurse injector. And as you know, our topic, uh, our, the purpose of Gross Anatomy is to go over and discuss what's going on in the world, in the media, in pop culture, and interestingly, we were away a couple of weeks ago, actually, last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's Bernice. Hi. Hey. (laughs) And we were were away last week, and our daughter, who's 22, said, hey, mom, dad, did you know that Kylie Jenner had her filler removed from her lips? And... I said, okay, but we said, wow, this is a great topic for us to discuss next, and we have an expert, my wife Bernice. Hey. (laughs) She's not at all embarrassed right now. Lauren, you're usually our questioner. The question I had, well, you came into the office one day, and you were kind enough to let me film some of the the filler, the injections that you were were doing. doing Right. And I was asking you questions just because I didn't understand Botox at all during the training process and, like, what the filler actually was. So what was in Kylie's lips exactly, and what did she have removed? So um, Kylie Jenner had um, hyaluronic acid in her lips, and I'm not sure what brand she had. It was either something like Juvederm or something like Restylane. They're hyaluronic acids. They're basically a sugar. And the reason that we use uh, hyaluronic acids, which are sugars, they're easy to break down. So years and years ago, like 20 years ago, um, the only thing that we could inject in the, in the lips or in the face in general was collagen. And collagen was, uh, you needed to have um, a test done for it a month ahead of time before you could have it injected because you could have an allergy against it and no one wanted to have an allergic response in their lips. Um, and it also went away fast. So three months later it would go down and you'd have to have it injected again. Also, it was dangerous to inject. They, the face is filled with um, arteries and uh, if you weren't careful, you could actually inject an artery and um, block the blood flow to the rest of the face and that could potentially cause necrosis, um, all kinds of issues including blindness, that's the worst of all of them. So um, hyaluronic acids, uh, we started using them about 15 years ago. Uh, They're easy to break down, we use an enzyme called hyaluronidase and it can instantly get rid of it. So the way that it works is it breaks the molecular bonds and turns the hyaluronic acid into water. So it, it, it is instant, you can watch it happen instantly. The, the lips can deflate in a matter of moments. 
I love that wow. Bernice is way smarter than I am. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what she just said, but it sounded amazing. So No, but I didn't know it was that quick, so really, like, in seconds, it just would, it goes away. She had big, giant lips, though, right? She did, and it went, she, they got bigger and bigger and bigger over time. And I think the reason, ultimately, that she had them taken down is, there's a couple of reasons. One is she, with her media, um, she it has become very, very powerful and influential with young people. I was going to say, so, she's built, what, like a billion dollar yeah. empire? According to Forbes. According to Forbes, yeah. the company's worth one billion dollars, which all stemmed from her Alert. getting these slip mm-hmm. alerts. Yeah, and she's only 20 years old. 20 years so old. She has, has a baby, know, right? And has a baby. And has a baby. Uh, and she, um, because she has so much influence and power, um, I think she, because she has been influencing so many young people uh, to do fillers in their face, uh, I've seen in my practice an exponential amount of young, young kids coming in and wanting to have filler injected in their face, in their lips, in their cheeks, in their, their jawline, um, kind of all over to kind of emulate her. So I, I have the, the photo that comes in that's the most common that is shown to me of what people want to look like or don't want to look like is Kylie Jenner's face. People show up with a picture of her and say, make me look like her? Yes, yeah. Oh, I don't and know is there, do you have to be a certain age to get? Yeah, you, uh, uh, over 18, essentially. Okay. Um, and the products are FDA approved for 21 and over. Okay. But wait, so she's been doing it more than earlier than being 18, wasn't she? Yeah, I think she started much younger. So yeah. her, there are her parents that had to say, do this to my kid? Yeah. Do you yeah, have a lot of parents say, coming in with their kids and doing that? Okay. Not for that. No, no, okay. no, but she's unique, and I think she's from a unique family that is okay with doing stuff. So why do you think she took it out? Uh, I think she was starting to look much more artificial than she wanted to. The photos that I've seen lately of her, um, she looks a little bit too blown up and not not really, she, she was bordering on, I think, looking artificial and not attractive anymore. And I think she was getting a lot of those responses uh, from her fans as well. Uh, the other thing is, because she has so much influence on young people, uh, I don't think everyone is happy about how much young people want to change themselves and you know in our society we're becoming more and more natural we're becoming more and more accepting or we're supposedly wanting to become more and more accepting about what we look like what we look like naturally (laughs) and so it's a kind of a dichotomy there's this whole um uh race for fillers and to look better all the time and to compete with the girl next door uh, and then on the other hand, there is this race to be natural and organic and... Um, well, it's trying to stay youthful. It's, it's the race to the fountain of youth, but at the same time, like you said, trying to be nat- embrace natural. I will say when she took it out, I mean, it took 10 years off the look of her face. Yeah. You think the, she looks younger? Oh my gosh, yeah. she looks finally 20. She looked 35. Right. With yeah, all of that. Was it a health yeah. reason, you think, at all for, to take it out? Or you think it's really more cosmetic, sending a message? Um, I don't think it... Well, I think it was cosmetic, sending a message. Um, also, what we need to touch upon that most people don't realize is how dangerous um, fillers can be. 
recently, actually last week, uh, one of the most prominent injectors in the world um, uh, caused a partial or near blindness in one of their patients. And uh, everyone's talking about it right now. Um, this doctor is literally wrote the book on how to avoid complications. Literally, if you look at the books that have been written, this doctor literally, the name is right, I'm not going to say the person's name, but, um, and it, it's been shocking all of us worldwide as injectors um, because it makes it very, very real. And I think she's also, Kylie Jenner's also been getting a lot of slack about that, you know, turning, ha having so much influence. Having these young girls go in and get things like a potential. Yeah. You don't think it had anything to do with having a baby or anything? Uh, maybe. Maybe right. because she has, I don't know if she had a boy or a girl. She had a girl. Okay. Uh, I know when I had um, my girls, it, it made me really start changing um, how I feel about women and women working and women being in the workforce and doing the right thing and following the right path. So maybe I have another question. Do, well. do you think it's, you know, the way someone cuts their hair? Maybe it's just the look that she, t you know, for these next months she wants a thinner lips and maybe in another few months she's going to go back and go back to filling it. And, and is that eventually going to possibly cause some harm to her lips or will it affect it or you could keep going in and out and in and out like you that? You can keep going in and out. Yeah, you it doesn't stretch like your natural skin. Like if I went three sizes larger on my lips and I decided I want to take it out, I'm not going to have like shaggy lips. Line. Yeah. Initially you might because uh, after all they were stretched out, but it depends on how young you are, how much elastin is in your skin. Elastin is like the rubber stuff that stretches, so uh, it's the reason why like when, when a woman has a baby, um, the skin doesn't just hang like that for the rest of her life, it slowly, slowly tightens up. Um, so that does happen with lips, and the younger you are, the more potential for that to happen instantly. Yeah, but you can, you can add and subtract you know, the rest of your life with with no adverse reaction. Um, I know I noticed on her Instagram she said that she had her filler taken out. What I what's obvious to me is she had only her lip filler taken out. Do you She's, think all of it was out? Because I even looked at it and was like, eh, it, it, it still looks like there, there is. There. Okay. Yeah, it still looks like there's a little bit in there. Um, but, but she, she definitely, definitely kept has, the cheeks. Yeah, she, she definitely still has her cheek filler, her jaw filler, her temple filler. Um, her nose is still has stuff in it, I think, because it looks very different than her in their lips. What's Botox? Um, so Botox is a it's a toxin. Um, it is just the byproducts actually of the toxin, so it's not strong enough as of a toxin. Which to toxin? Botox, botulinum toxin. Yeah, so, botulism. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, botulism. Oh, wow. That's yeah. how it was discovered. Actually. Yeah. Um, they. Uh, they were using it. It has so many uses. First of all, Botox or botulinum toxin is a wonderful, wonderful drug that is used worldwide for things like um, uh, spinal stenosis, and um, they use it for quad quadriplegics to ease their muscle pain. They use it for headaches, for migraines, um, for TMJ, jaw tightness. Uh, so it essentially like relaxes the muscle, like whatever super tense or causing strain. The idea is to 
like for someone with migraines. Yeah, how would that work for migraines? Right. So what it does is it it it's the science behind it is the acetylcholine prevent it it blocks the acetylcholine receptors and um, uh, that are responsible for contraction of the muscle. It's temporary. It just blocks blocks them temporary. It's about twelve weeks. So, which is uh, why Botox also is so wonderful because if there's something done wrong with it, it wears off and it goes right back to baseline the way that it was. So, Botox cannot cause any permanent damage. Um, and uh, it also is is used in problems in the eye, uh, like with um, <clears throat> wandering eye and things like that. That's how they actually discovered it was the side effect when they were using it for problems inside of the eye. The side effect was that their crow's feet went away. You know those lines, the smile lines, <laughs> the lash lines. And uh, the doctors, the Carruthers doctors, um, I think they're from Canada, they started writing papers on it. Like, wow, this is really interesting. You know how it relaxes the muscles. And then, of course, plastic surgeons and dermatologists were like, it does what? <laughs> <laughs> hey. It does. So what? that's how it was discovered. And uh, it's the most injected procedure worldwide. Um, I saw that John Mayer used it for his vocal cords. Is oh, that, have you ever done something like that? I personally have not, but I don't doubt it. That sounds... They're, they're still discovering like See, no I'm surprised you used it. Just like you were saying the difference between Botox and filler. I would have thought he might have used filler on his vocal cord rather than Botox. To make it larger? Yeah. Yeah. So some patients sometimes have um, weakening or paralysis of their vocal cords, um, either from some whatever reason, or sometimes I do a lot of thyroid surgery. Sometimes it's one of the dreaded complications is injury of the nerve that controls the vocal cords. And if that nerve gets injured, that vocal cord gets uh, slammed shut and patients have trouble speaking. They sound like the godfather. And also they have trouble swallowing. So I know some fancy ear, nose and throat doctors will inject filler into the vocal cord to close the vocal cords up so that when they drink, the, the, food, the drink doesn't go down the windpipe. And also to close it so that when they speak, that paralyzed vocal cord is at least more closed because it's filled up. So I know filler is used, but I... I read Botox, but I could have been wrong. It might maybe be it Botox. Filler. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a relaxed, fully functioning vocal cord. around it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're using it for all kinds of reasons. Um, and filler is also used for all kinds of reasons. So... I just read on Wikipedia mm -hmm. that botulinum is the most acutely lethal toxin known. I didn't know that. Yeah, in high doses, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was saying we use very small targeted doses uh, that can't really affect systemically other muscles or organs. Um, filler, it's, it's funny that you would mention that about the vocal cords because filler is also used in all areas of the body um, to enlarge any area that someone might want enlarged. So, for instance, they're using filler in the nose now instead of traditional nose jobs where they would have to cut and break. And um, you know someone, do you? I think I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're using filler to straighten the nose or to lift the tip um, instead of a traditional nose job that had a lot of bruising and a lot of swelling and a lot of, a lot of downtime. and. And uh, it was not as predictable as filler. So filler is very predictable. Again, though, the only thing with 
with fillers, you have to be really, really careful because if it gets injected with a needle in the wrong place, it can cause complications. Uh, but if it's done the right way, it, it looks amazing and is very tweakable with that hyaluronidase that you can um, add, a, like let's say you put too much in, you just add a little bit of hyaluronidase and it can kind of take it down. Um, but it's used everywhere that people want enhancement. So they're actually using it in genitalia, like the clitoris, for instance. They're what they're calling um, the O-shot. Uh, they're putting filler in wow, those areas to enhance sensitivity. Um, they're using it in the urethra to stop um, uh, incontinence. Incontinence. Right. Um, they're also using a combination right. of Botox. And they're doing that in the anal that. sphincter, too, yeah. for, for fecal, fecal incontinence, too. Right. I think my partner's used it a little bit on some of his patients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a colonorectal surgeon. Yeah, so there's all kinds of uses for it. You're um, doing it for migraine patients, right? Uh, Botox. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, they can, if I have a patient that can pinpoint exactly where their pain is starting, so let's say, you know, you, you, if you are the type of person that gets migraines, you know what I'm talking about, because you'll know that people will come in and say it starts here and then it moves forward and like they'll put their hands on their head and show me exactly where it, where it starts and where it moves um, if they can pinpoint it I can nail it as long as they can show me where it's starting we put the Botox in exactly that spot or Dysport um, right it's not in the circle Botox <clears throat> is the brand right? right Botox is a brand there are something like 120 neurotoxins that are in Asia alone that are going to be coming to the United States well, that are getting FDA approval right now um, so they're gonna they're gonna hit the U.S. market uh, with a vengeance pretty soon. Right now, the, the main players are Botox Dysport, um, but two have, different companies like Coke and Pepsi, Galderma and Allergan. Right. The facial aesthetics market is forecast to reach 4.7 billion dollars in t by 2018. Yeah. yeah. What do we think? 500 million is due to Kylie Jenner, or right. <laughs> So not to go back to the vanity side yeah. of things, but just really quickly, because you're talking about like bulking and everything, these like body contouring things, again, mm -hmm. good example, Kylie Jenner, obviously we know that's probably not natural, um, <laughs> other than the obvious like fat transfer, there's now like injectable things. I used to, I know people that used to go to like South America and they got like these crazy things put in their body and now they're having all these issues, but that's not what people are getting here. There is... Right. Like a um, yeah, you hear all kinds of stories um, from all over the world. I do hear a lot coming out of Brazil and South America. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I've heard terrible, terrible stories about stuff that they put in, like motor oil and things like that. Uh, it is really true. Um, what we do here in the United States, we do a lot of fat transfer. Um, one of the things that's becoming super popular right now is Sculptra in the bottom or kind of uh, for body. In the butt, but for body mm. con we call it the BBL, the Brazilian butt lift, mm. and uh, by Bernice, the BB, <laughs> BB, 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 BBL, and um, it takes a lot of product. Um, the most that I've ever injected in a butt is forty vials, so twenty vials per side. And uh, in our practice um, here in Beverly Hills, we charge a thousand dollars per vial. So you can imagine it can get pretty expensive. Uh, but people are willing to pay for it. You know? How often might you have a patient come in and say, I want to get Botox, I want to get filler, and you go, no, nah, I don't think you need it? Uh, it it happens quite a bit. I have lots of patients that come in and they see something in, them, in on their face that really, really is bothering them. 
and I don't see it, but I know that they see it. So I don't discredit the patient. I know that we all have our things that we see, you know, that people think we're crazy about. Like, how do you see that? Like, I think it looks great. So beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, and if the, the beholder is that patient looking in the mirror, that's that's the way it is. They're mm-hmm. going to see it, and if if I don't address it for them, they will go to someone else who will happily address it and take their money. So I will always, always try to help them, um, even if it's injecting a tiny amount. And at least they're like, the patient's like, oh, okay, you've addressed it, good. Um, even if it's a tiny, tiny amount, um, I try to take their worries seriously because I know that they do see it. Yeah. Um, I'll try also to discourage them and like try to focus on something else um, that I know that I can make a difference. Um, One thing to give you a plug um, is that uh, I see, you know, a lot of patients come in and you're like, they had a ton of stuff. And one thing that I think is super, just one of the things that I think super amazing about you is you really don't, at least the patients that I see you do, really don't look worked on. It looks like you're just doing little subtle tweaks, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think people don't want to look different anymore. They don't want their family and friends to know that they've done something. They don't want to look like a different version of themselves. They just want to look good for their age. They just want a subtle improvement. So I aim to not knock the ball out of the park and try to change their look. I aim to just give them like a 20% improvement. So when they look in the mirror, they go, ah, instead of like focusing on the thing that they saw that made them look so ugly that day. Do you think all celebrities, all actors are doing it? Yeah, I do. Pretty much everyone. Pretty much everyone. Anyone in front of the camera. I mean, they claim they don't, but... (laughs) And that bugs me. Yeah. I wish they would like be upfront about it and say that they do because when they... When they claim that they don't do something, it makes the rest of us feel like, oh, we're right. always just going to be ugly. And they're, they're, <laughs> they right. started You're cheating. Just admit it. Or they claim they used to. Like, Nicole Kidman said she used to, and now she no, can she move does. her forehead, and she feels great. But I'm like, but you look like you you must do something. Yeah. I, I, I wish that they would be more upfront about it, because... I know that they're doing it, and they just make the rest of everybody feel badly because... (laughs) How does it look on scans? Like, from a cancer standpoint, for example, I'm 30, I'm thinking, you know, maybe by the time I'm 50, if I've had filler here or there or wherever else, if I go to see a surgical oncologist like Dr. Cohen, and I get a scan, does it look different? Is it causing confusion in terms of diagnosis of tumors or masses? I know you said sometimes it calcifies... Does oh it? yeah, so that that was one of the reasons. You know, years ago, I remember talking to Dr. Cohen about uh, there was who, a, a woman in my office who had um, she'd had um, a breast reduction that didn't go very well, and what they then had to do was take fat out of another area of her body and put it into her breasts. And I remember coming home and talking to you about it and saying, yeah. "Wow, this new thing, you know, fat transfer into the breast. What a great idea." And you had said at that time, not a good idea, because um, if the fat doesn't find a happy place to live, it can die off, and it can either necrose or calcify, and then on um, ultrasound or mammogram, it shows up as suspicious. So now, the radiologist is looking at it going, what is this? We need to biopsy this, or we need to address this, and the fat can die off soon it can die off later it does it's not it's that's not. definitely a concern with mammograms like you said 
Is anyone injecting filler into the breast? So, uh, actually, no, I don't. Okay. There are people that do. Um, I do not, specifically because of that yeah. reason. Uh, breast cancer runs strong in my family, and um, you know we're like the way that things are now. We're like one in seven or something. Our chances, yeah. right? Yeah. On all women. That's, 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 so I, I don't want to do anything to anyone's breasts. I think I feel like that really needs to be off limits until we know really what's going on with breast cancer. Yeah. So I, I personally don't. I feel like I've seen a lot of guys with like, I don't want to say it, guys, but fake abs. Like, are you using it to give people like six packs and stuff now? Is that how people are achieving these? Like, we are. We're doing a combination of. I knew uh, that was a thing. I didn't know. I knew it. I knew it. Guys are gonna fake abs. Yeah, and you can tell it's like, it doesn't look like it should be on their body, but it's a six pack, and I'm like. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of girls doing it too, where now they have these perfectly chiseled hips and. Big yeah. butts, and now they have these six packs, and I'm like, there's right, no sorry. way, huh, sis. That's interesting how they made that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you're right. We, so you we can chisel abs on people. We chisel abs, um, we chisel all kinds of areas of the body. We use a combination, actually, of deoxycholic acid, which is um, the brand name is Kybella. Kybella oh, yeah. is what we inject under the chin to get rid of the double chin. And um, Deoxycholic is made in our gallbladders, so our body also doesn't recognize it as foreign. It accepts it. Um, our gallbladders squirt out deoxycholic acid when we ingest fat, like if we eat a cheeseburger or something, deoxycholic acid would be squirted out in order to break down the fat. So it works that same way, um, and we can. But we don't eat cheeseburgers. <laughs> I was just going to say, she said it was like a milk acid that's definitely not yeah. vegan, can't yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. So how many male patients would you say that you see like versus females, so like 20, 80? Like, yeah, like- it's about 20% men and 80% women. Um, I have a lot of guys that are reluctantly being um, dragged in by their wives, <laughs> and they'll be sitting oh, in the chair, and I'll say, okay, so what are you here for today? Um, what brings you here? What would you like to, um, what's bugging you? And they'll say, I don't know, That's ask why. her, and then I turn to the wife and say, uh, what's bugging you? And then the wife will say, well, okay, so he needs this, and this, and this, and this, so we'll go from there. Yeah. Dr. Cohen, have you ever tried it? I haven't. She's, Too personal? She's, she's mentioned it many times. Oh, I'd like to do this to you, that to you, that to you. I'm already married to her. Why do I need to do stuff? I got her already. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. He's, and I love that, actually, about you. I love the fact that you are so confident with yourself. I wish the majority of, of people had your confidence that they... I, I wish I did. I wish I did. Um I do feel like, on the one hand, it boosts, especially females, for whatever reason, we're hardwired to want to look good and to want to continue to look good. I think it's a little bit more acceptable for men to age the way that they were are supposed to age, just not by not doing anything. But it's very hard here in the United States, uh, especially in California, especially in Los Angeles. Because everywhere you look, there's beautiful people. People come here from all over the world to become actresses or actors or you know models. So, or doctors. But everyone is doing it. I have librarians, um, school counselors, police officers. Um, they all feel, for whatever reason, that they are more respected. They, uh, If someone is more attractive, they, it's assumed that they are wiser, more educated, um, that they are wealthier, that they are happier, 
um, that they have more to offer. Well, one thing I've heard you and other cosmetic injectors say is that you guys, to some degree, treat depression, right? Yes. Yeah. I would but, think like body dysmorphia, right. too. Well, that's one thing. The other thing, though, is to some degree, it's almost like going to the nail salon or going to get your hair done, going to get a little nip-tuck, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. almost more like a, a thing to do. To some, yeah, I have uh, patients that or a are spa see... treatment once every two weeks they literally come to see me once every two weeks for something and I do injectables and lasers so it's either some form of laser or some form of injectable but they come like clockwork every two weeks for something and it does make them feel better in the future I could imagine um, just what you were saying I could imagine less filler being used but I can't imagine less Botox being used I could not I mean Thank God for your hand. I don't know what I did before. It's, a, yeah. it's wonderful that we have it's this wonderful. at our disposal. Um, I see yet I see younger and younger patients. My youngest patient so far has been 19. I'm getting Botox done, and kids are using it. I call them kids because they're you know to me they're kids, but they're using it younger and younger as um, prevention, as a preventative thing, so that they never develop those lines wrinkles and wrinkles, so that yeah. they never have to do. Filler. or overdue fillers and things like that because they don't want to look like what a lot of people in our generation have started, started to look like, like overblown and, and kind of weird former versions or versions of our former self uh, but the Botox because it's preventative it kind of slows down the aging process and keeps you looking like you alright I'm going to have to try it one day <laughs> I mean I swear about it I think everyone's perfect the way they are filler is one thing Botox You'll never get me to stop using it. Yeah. That's what I Speaking of which, I should probably make an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Jackie, for this week's pop trivia, I have a question for you. Hi. It's a multiple choice, okay. so Hi, deep guys. breath. It's going to be a which celebrity said, and this celebrity said this about Botox. Okay. I don't do Botox or any of that stuff, and I hope I never do. I'm just going to keep using firming creams and try to bring back hats with chin straps. Which celebrity was it? Was it Halle Berry, Neil Patrick Harris, or Tina Fey? That sounds like Tina Fey. You're right! <laughs> Bringing back the hats with chin straps, definitely a Tina Fey comedian comment. You are correct. Congratulations. What do I win? I know. I was like, oh, I wish I had a prize for you. Just knowing that you're right is the prize. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks for listening, guys. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions on topics, please feel free to visit us online at www.grossanatomypodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. And of course, subscribe to our podcast. We have it both on iTunes and SoundCloud. And yeah, thanks for tuning in.